make sure to check us out on Letterboxd for written reviews. For films that we've done not only on the podcast, but outside of the podcast too. Links in the description below. everyone and welcome back to the rewatch podcast my name is samuel and my name is jaden and this is a podcast where we talk extensively about a certain film and then decide whether it deserves a rewatch from you you can find us on youtube spotify apple Podcasts, or any other place you listen to podcasts if you would like to leave a like on the video down below that would be much fantastic. appreciated and if you'd like to reach a show you can leave a comment on the youtube video or send us an email at the one rewatch podcast at gmail.com what movie are we going to be talking about today, Jaden? Well, today we are going to be chatting about Wonder Woman, uh, Patty Jenkins' 2017 film. 2017 film, DCEU film, mm-hmm. um, the first major uh, female-led superhero film. Yep. Don't let Marvel tell you they got there first. They, they didn't. didn't. They didn't. It's one of the rare wins for the DCEU, I think. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so we're going to be talking about it today. A lot of people really like this film in terms of the DCEU. It's sort of rated quite highly. But yep. then again, that's not really saying much. We've had a lot of... Misses. Yeah, a lot of misses from the old um, people at Warner Bros. Yep. And um, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how Wonder Woman compares to sort of the rest of the universe and how it ties in nicely. But we're going to keep things general at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's go to a little bit of a plot synopsis for... Um, the movie Wonder Woman. So, an Amazon princess comes to the world of man in the grips of the First World War to confront the forces of evil and bring an end to human conflict. Obviously, directed by Patty Jenkins. Mm-hmm. And uh, are you a fan of Patty Jenkins's work, Jaden? Um, look, I I don't know much of what she's done. I know she's done Wonder Woman, and I know she's done Wonder Woman eighty four. Um, to say the least, one of them I did not like at all. It's probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Um, so she's hit or miss with me. Um, and I know there's a lot of controversy out there, you know, going on about whether Patty Jenkins was actually in control of this film or whether, you know, she was just directing it in quotations. Sort of like the comes in for the the name on it. Obviously, you know, she was the director, so she would always have been on... Like, it's technically her film. She would have been on set all the time. Mm-hmm. But the story is by who, Jaden? And do you think that, that the person who did the story had a bit of an effect on this film? Oh, yeah, 100%. And you can definitely tell. I mean, so Zack Snyder um, was one of the contributing people who worked on the story on this film. And it's just so similar to many of his other films. And I'm not the biggest Zack Snyder fan. I've, I've said that multiple times. Um, but it, it's clear that he's got inspiration on this film. You know, it's very similar in terms of how it's shot. Um, you get a lot of slow-mos and you get a lot of um, really epic scenes, fight choreography and such. Um, 
so yeah, it's very similar to BVS, Snyder Cut, even Man of Steel in some situations. Yeah, for sure. And you've got to think 2017, in terms of the DCEU, we have had Man of Steel, mm-hmm. we've had Batman v Superman, and we've had Suicide Squad, yep. and, and that's it. So that's the sort of position that we're in mm-hmm. going into this movie. Yep. As we're building this DCEU, or as we'll, Warner Bros. are trying to build this universe. Yeah. Right. So it's at this stage, it's very much Snyder inspired, Snyder vision is being sort of fulfilled, restored. <laughs> well, um, so Snyder's obviously started to build this world. He mm-hmm. said, okay, here is the plan. Let's, let's orchestrate this plan and, Sort of, this is one of the movies that just slots in nicely to his vision and Mm -hmm. takes a bit um, to sort of save for later, sort of sets a few things up for future Justice League movies. Mm -hmm. But then also, I think, personally, works quite well as just a single sort of historical piece. Mm -hmm. You know, this is Wonder Woman's backstory. Yeah, I think think it's a good... um what do you call them? It's like a good... Like a period piece or... Period piece. It's like an establishing sort of film. Yeah, for like solar origin sort yeah, of Yeah, it's like an origin story. Yeah. Um, and it's a good one. Yeah. yeah. And because it does go back in time, it does not really have to accelerate the current situation. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the movie starts without getting anything too specific. The movie sort of starts at the end of BVS. Yep. Not as we see in the movie, but in terms of the timeline. And then we sort of flash back, mm-hmm. get Wonder Woman's backstory. And then after we do the backstory, which is the whole movie, yep. we then go back to the end, um, which is at the start of the movie, and we see Wonder Woman jumping off into the sky, ready to go and be in Justice League. Yeah, yeah. So I think it works well as sort of the general good time superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't take it too seriously. Yeah, I mean, it's a superhero film after yeah. all. It, obviously, with it being a period piece, some people are going to be annoyed considering that it's it's not accurate whatsoever. Well, yeah, obviously, it's fictional, yeah. fictional story, fictional take on things. Interesting, you know, being set in the wartime, obviously, you have to deal with that sort of baggage and how do we deal with that. Mm-hmm. But I think the movie did an okay job. Yeah. So this movie is sitting at a 3.5 on mm-hmm. the old Letterboxd platform. Mm-hmm. How, how do you rate that? Do you think that's a good rating? I think that's a good rating. It's a good rating. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people have given it a three. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have given it three and a half. A lot of people have given it four. Yep. And it sort of stops. Yep. Yeah, drop off there. Um, but, but, you know, there are a reasonable number of five stars. A lot of people really enjoyed this movie. Yeah. Um, Especially when you consider the fact that it was the first female-led superhero movie and, you know, it got a lot of attention because of that and some people liked it more because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I imagine there's a very small minority that probably liked it less because of that. But uh, are, we, are we not sure that there's... Are we not certain that there's films preceding this that were superhero female-led ones? Because I, mean, no. I think there might have been some in the 90s. I'm sure there probably was, you know, I think there was a weird Catwoman movie mm-hmm. or... You know, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. There are weird sort of... Halle Berry, I think. Yeah. Mm. 
But um, in terms like from of, the revival era, in terms of like the major blockbusters, yeah. you know, there's no sort of Wonder Woman movie that precedes this mm-hmm. in live action anyway, because there was an animated Wonder Woman movie. I'm pretty sure there is a live action Wonder Woman. I might be wrong. No, there's a TV show. There's a TV show. Yeah, yeah. That, okay. So there was a TV show um, back in the day, live action, um, and in fact, the sequel actually put an Easter egg to it. I think. Um, but I think you'd yeah, walk, I wouldn't know. I think you'd walked out of the theater. I walked then. out of the theater, so yeah. I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. I just heard it on on you know on the grapevine. Obviously, I yeah. did not bother to go and see the uh, sequel there. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, but um, it, it was it was huge because of that, and we've already had a sort of introduction to the character in Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. Everyone was like, oh, that movie was a bit trash because we'd only seen the two and a half hour cut by yep. that stage, but. Wow, Wonder Woman was so cool. Mm. So everyone was really excited, and this movie made like a billion dollars, bro. Yeah, it did really. Uh, maybe not a billion, but it did really, really well. Really well. Yeah. Um, probably to the surprise of Warner Bros. I imagine mm-hmm. they're probably like, wait, wait a second. I think they undermined um, the ability of a female-led superhero film probably. because obviously before that time, you know, you had Thor, Captain America, um, Iron Man, and obviously Superman and Batman. Um, and it was about time that, you know, we got Wonder Woman or a Black Widow from either franchise. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Um, so let, let's start a little general chat then. Mm-hmm. Um, would you recommend this film to someone who has not seen it? Obviously, it's a bit of a superhero film, so maybe that, that comes into it. But mm-hmm. would you recommend it? Um, if you're into superheroes? Yeah. And you haven't seen it? And you haven't seen it yet, um, give it a shot. Um but other than that, probably not. Um, it, it's not for everyone. Um, I think it's very tailored towards superhero fans. And if you're not a superhero fan, then you, you're probably not going to have a good time with this because there's, there's a lot of heavy themes in this that are relating to um, you know, the comics and a lot of world building around um, Greek mythology and such. So if you're not a superhero fan, you're probably not going to enjoy this. Mm. Yeah. I will say that bit of uh, anecdotal evidence for you my mum went to see wonder woman 1984 mm-hmm. and she came out and i sort of had a conversation because i had not seen the movie and i still have not seen the movie but i know i had a conversation with her about it and and she didn't like it you know it was oh, too long cool. um she was sort of confused as what what was going on mm-hmm. but she's seen wonder woman a few times yep she likes that one cool so cool. so i think from that you can sort of say that this movie can sort of appeal to that casual sort of I haven't seen many of these DC movies. Mm-hmm. By the way, my mum also liked Batman v Superman, so my mum's a bit of like... The you know, original she, cut, the theatrical? Yeah, we went to see the, the theatrical cut oh. together. <laughs> no, my mum's my, my got great movie opinions, bro, trust me. Um, but yeah, so she, she enjoyed Wonder Woman because it's always on TV. I don't know mm-hmm. if you noticed this, but it's literally always on like, you know, your yeah. Channel 7s. Yeah, on, <laughs> it's just one of those movies. Yeah, it's just, yeah. It's just very popular. I must get good ratings, bro, because... Um, I've, I must have seen it at least three or four times like a few scenes just on TV but mm-hmm. but regardless so I think it can sort of be enjoyed by the casual audience coming into it not having seen Batman v Superman or Man of Steel mm-hmm. I think it can sort of work on its own but yeah obviously if you're a superhero fan you're going to enjoy it a lot more yep. and if you're not a superhero fan and you're just looking for a good movie I'm not necessarily going to recommend that you go and see Wonder Woman I'm probably just going to recommend like La La Land or something <laughs> Here he goes with the, with the Shrek callbacks. <laughs> it's the go-to film. <laughs> but, but yeah, so... And also, do you think 
people who have seen this since the cinema. Mm-hmm. Do you think they should go back and revisit this movie? Look, okay. Um, we kind of had this conversation like mid-watch. I don't know whether I've seen this film uh, twice or three times. Because um, I saw it in theaters when it originally released. Yeah. And I don't know whether I've seen it um, in between this viewing and the first time I viewed it. I don't know. Um, so this could have been the second time I watched it. Mm. Um, look, it's... Without getting into too much, I think there's serious pacing issues in this. Um, I think two hours and 20 minutes or however long it is, is probably really, really pushing it. Um, they could have cut this down to like one hour 50, one hour 45 easily. Um so it, it's a bit of a drag to sit through at times, but it's also got really good scenes in it. Um, I think you could probably do with a skip on this one and just watch a whole other film that you might enjoy. Um, but it, it's fun to return to it and chat about it and you know figure out what's wrong with it, what's good about it. Mm-hmm. But as, as a DC fan, do you think DC fans... DC fans, yes. Um, like this? Because it, it's of one of the better films. Yeah. So if you're going to watch any of the DC fan um, films, watch this yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd recommend it if somebody was like, say, um, I haven't seen DCEU. Mm-hmm. I want to go through and watch the best ones or the ones that I need to watch sort of yeah. um, get up to speed with the universe mm-hmm. for when this Snyderverse is going to be restored, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, waiting for that day would they yeah I'm still waiting <laughs> would, would you recommend that they go through and see Wonder Woman yeah. sort of on their way through yeah I'd, I'd probably start not sure about the chronological order but probably Wonder Woman uh, Man of Steel BVS Snyder Cut yeah I think that might be the order so you go chronologically chronologically yeah but then the movie starts after BVS so that's yeah, know confusing but, I know but you'll you'll be caught up on that later on yeah, yeah it, it's yeah. kind of like a um like a Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker sort of thing. Sure. If you sure. watch the original trilogy first, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So um, let's go to then uh, acting and and characters. Who who do you like performance wise in this movie? Um, probably my favorite is Chris Pine. Um, I think at, at times this is very um, comic booky. It, yeah. It's very flat in terms of you know there's a lot of fun humor and stuff and that's Mm. even elevated more in the sequel um but this one plays around with it a lot better um i think chris pine has the most realistic performance in this and we get a few scenes from him that um really show how good of an actor he is um everyone else just seems to be kind of having fun with it and he's like the only one that's trying to tie it all together yeah yeah um and he's trying to really be in the world yeah yeah he's trying to you know portray that sort of that wartime soldier. Exactly, sort of, yeah. You know. yeah. And um, obviously, I think uh, Gal Gadot is fantastic as Wonder Woman. Um, yeah, she's great. I think, uh, not too sure of the actor who plays her, but um, what's her name again? The the, the secretary, the secretary. Of, of Chris Pine. Yeah, Ed, Ed, Eddie Candy or something. Um, yeah, I think she was fantastic as well um, with her little... Um, yeah, one Lucy line. Davis, I think. Lucy Davis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, if, if that's uh, Lucy Davis, then she does a great job. Etta. Etta. Etta Candy. Yeah. 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 I think she was great. Yeah. Yeah. I I got to agree. I think Gal Gadot is really really good Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. You know, I sort of 
when thinking about is this DC character a good representation of the character, I relate it back to the best DC media ever, which is the DC animated universe, those TV shows that came mm-hmm. out in like the 2000s sort of thing. Yep. And um, the Justice... Whoa! Don't forget the Dark Knight trilogy there. No, for me, for me personally, for me personally, I'm talking about just I'm talking about Wonder Woman. Dark Knight, Hey, um, you made a very broad statement there. Okay, so. okay. Thanks for thanks for catching me there. Yeah, because you know a lot of people in this Marvel DC debate just be like, Marvel has better movies. Well, mm-hmm. what's the best superhero movie of all time? The Dark Knight. It's a DC movie. It's a DC it? movie. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway, bit of a tangent. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I'm examining these DC modern interpretations, I go back to that TV show, yep. Justice League TV show. And I think Gal Gadot is as good as it sort of gets mm-hmm. as to that Wonder Woman in the DC um, AMU, I think it's what it was Animated called. Animated movie universe. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, not the movie one, the TV shows, because um, they're better. But, but yeah, so she's really good. I think at times she she doesn't give the best performances. Like sometimes you can, like she has a few pretty dodgy lines in Snyder Cut. Yeah. Um, But most of the time she does a great job. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't really need that much of an emotional performance from her because everything's sort of happening around her. She's sort Mm -hmm. of just going through it, but she's really good in this. And my goodness, she's ripped, bro. Yeah. She put in the work Mm -hmm. and she's a model. So, yeah. And if you look at some of her previous movies, She's um she's quite skinny, you know. She's Fast quite thin, yeah. yeah. And um, and obviously, you know, with a model background, you know, you got to be thin as a stick, bro. Mm-hmm. But she really put in the work for BVS and for this this movie, and then yep. also with the Snyder Cut. Mm-hmm. But then I have to say, man, like I'm not gonna body shame her, but like she stopped working out for 1984. I think mm-hmm. it's pretty clear she just didn't have the physicality back in that yeah, movie. Yeah, I, I I didn't quite pay attention to that, but um, that might be something interesting it, to it, look it, into. It's like she doesn't really fit into the suit almost. You know, yeah, she okay. sort of got because she, she's really muscular in this, bro. Like, and we were saying like. Damn, look at those shoulders. Yeah. And just the biceps, bro. She was like, doing like a Captain America, like catching the helicopter yeah, sort of yeah. thing at one time. And, and like her bicep was like popping, you know? Yeah. And even in BBS as well, she's she's really got that physicality because yeah. Wonder Woman needs that physicality. She's a warrior. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the criticism of Gal Gadot stems from Wonder Woman's supposed to be this Amazonian warrior you yeah. know, with the huge muscles and the abs. And yeah. Gal Gadot is just a model. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I don't share that sort of that viewpoint. Neither. Yeah. Um, I think she's really, really good. I, I wouldn't. I don't think anybody else can do it better in a, for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no criticism for her in this movie. She's fantastic. She yeah. does everything she needs to do. And I also agree with Chris Pine. I mean, mm-hmm. hilarious, absolute badass. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes with these female-led movies, the male protagonist is sort of like becomes a, a joke yeah sort of yeah. becomes like it becomes a, like the butt end of the joke exactly yeah mm-hmm. they like to sort of belittle them to then uplift the woman but mm-hmm. i mean my guy's really really cool and he's standing next to wonder woman perhaps like one of the coolest superheroes in the world yeah and so i mean credit to chris pine because he was really good mm-hmm. and uh shout out to robin wright and connie nelson as the amazonian warriors yeah I mean, they didn't have a major role but they had a pretty significant role at the very start and Mm -hmm. obviously Connie Nelson comes back for Justice League and so does Robin Wright actually for the history lesson 
Yeah, um, yeah, she does. So yeah, I um, love them. They were very convincing. Fun fact: Gal Gadot couldn't do the Greek sort of accent. So yeah, look, I, I was going to bring this up. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'm probably the biggest issue I have with Gal Gadot is her weird sort of. I think she's Israeli. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the accent is just like completely off yeah. and. At times, you can kind of tell that that's like okay, yeah, we're not even gonna like attempt. They to didn't do, even try to do. They didn't the even try to yeah. do an accent. Um, and yeah, they've just kind of had to carry that through the whole DC universe now because yeah. you can't change it. And on, and then you'll have like the whole um, Scarlet Witch issue where she was, you know, she had this accent at the start, and <laughs> now she's like a full blown American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it. It's probably a lot better than Elizabeth Olsen's um, sort of take on an accent. Um, but at the same time, it, it just doesn't fit when you've got like all of the other Themyscira warriors like talking like this. And mm-hmm. she's just got this weird Israeli accent going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she, I don't think she could have done the Greek accent. I think that was the problem. So then instead of changing her to the, the Amazon sort mm-hmm. of speech pattern... Uh, they change the Amazons to her speech pattern. So everyone's doing like a Gal Gadot accent ah. um, for the Amazons. So they, yeah. they all sound like Gal Gadot. So at least does. they've kept it like consistent. Exactly. And, yeah. and that's the thing with these sort of world building films. You do have mm-hmm. to keep things consistent. You can't say here are the rules and then mm-hmm. break them in the next movie just for convenience. Yeah. You know, I think the MCU is guilty of doing that a lot. You know, yeah. we jumped forward five years for Endgame. We had futuristic cars. Mm-hmm. We didn't jump back, mm-hmm. and far from home, all of the cars are normal. And then you have the whole issue about the, um, is it far from home or um, or homecoming that has like the really bad continuity issue where like oh that's just homecoming. two years yeah that's just, homecoming yeah. yeah yeah that was terrible. <laughs> I don't know who, who how did they not that? pick up on that? That was yeah because yeah because I watched a video on that. Mm-hmm. Just pointing out how terrible the time Kevin Fox, was. He's like, damn it, <laughs> the, yeah. the one issue with the MCU. Yeah, yeah. No, there's multiple. But that's the, that's the thing. When you're telling us you're going to build this universe, drag it over many many films, mm-hmm. you gotta connect it. Otherwise, you're not building an actual universe. Yet. Yeah. And I think we we talked about this after the movie finished. This movie actually slots in very well with the DC universe. Mm-hmm. And by that we mean the photo of Wonder Woman is used in Batman v Superman, which is yep. a 2016 film. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, we were talking about this. Yeah. yeah. And then that same photo is replicated in Wonder Woman, the 2017 film. Like, it's the exact like, photo. How did they go about doing that? It... They must. What they must have done is... Because you know how Snyder had the original image with Wonder Woman holding like several severed heads? Um, I've, I've sent it to you. There's, a, there's an image, same sort of mm. style, yep. but it doesn't have like Chris Pine in it or anything oh, like that. Oh, yeah. Warner Bros. probably like, no, we can't do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But So I reckon they used that one while they were filming probably. Mm-hmm. And then in post-production, so yep. when they're just sort of, getting ready to release BVS, they put the new photo in because that would have been late 2016, maybe. When they were filming. Yeah. They must have done those scenes in Wonder Woman first. Yeah. There there must have been an overlap there or a quick, let's get everyone of this scene together to take a photo before we even start shooting. And then we're just going to replicate that in in shooting. Yeah. Yeah. 
but yeah, it, the extra effort is much appreciated when we sort of build this universe out mm-hmm. um, because those details that really matter when you're going from you know the first film to the fifth film or mm-hmm. you know, something like that. So yeah, just jumping on the continuity issue, um, I appreciate that this film fits into the DCEU timeline and it, it feels like it's a part of it. You have so many films in the DC, and I've just pulled it up here. You've got so many films in the DCEU that just feel so separate and yeah. you can't really tie them together. Um, Shazam, like, how does that even come in? Like, I mean, Birds of Prey doesn't fit. Um, Aquaman doesn't fit. Uh, Suicide Squad doesn't fit. The Suicide even Squad? Even The Suicide Squad doesn't fit. And I yeah. like that film, but it just doesn't come into mm. context with the DCEU or what they were trying to do you know, seven years ago, however long it's been. Right. Um, so I appreciate that this film is keeping it consistent and trying to world build here. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It's, and, and with that said, it doesn't really get preachy with, oh, what's coming next? Mm-hmm. You know, there's no post credit scene. Yeah. There's no really big tease for Justice League. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that's about it. You know, the movie doesn't even end with the start of Justice League because yeah. when we first see one woman in the Snyder Cut she is in England which is where she was at the end of this film so and I was thinking maybe this oh, film was, was she in Paris because she oh, works she at the been, Louvre she might have been I think she was in Paris yeah. but she shows up in, in England right with um, or maybe it is Paris no I thought it was England is it England yeah because because their office yeah, is no, in it Paris it is in then. England because there's the Tower of um there's the bridge, whatever the bridge is called. Oh, I hope no none of my British relatives listen to this podcast. Is it like the, the, Buckingham Bridge or? I don't know. The big London Bridge. I think yeah, it's yeah. called the London Bridge. The London Bridge? Yeah, yeah. It's falling it, down. It, yeah. it, goes, it goes over that and there's like Big Ben. <laughs> You're disgraceful. <laughs> Come on, how can you call yourself English? Uh, yeah, well, so I think she is in England. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she could be in Paris in this film and very easily. At just... the start, she definitely is because we see the Louvre. And her right. office is in Paris. Right, right. Yeah. So she's in Paris at the start, but I'm yeah. not sure about the ending. So she must have gone to England then to then start Justice League. Oh, no, but, but... But she she is working. She's working in, in her in office life. and then she like gets up and she like jumps out the window. I don't know, man. Yeah. We'll have to do some research. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we sort of talked ourselves into a corner there, haven't yeah. we? Yeah. All right, so let's go to then the visuals. What did you think about the visuals? This is probably going to take up a considerable amount of this podcast, but what did you think of sort of the cinematography and then the the visual effects as well? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I'm I'm not exactly sure who was the uh, director of photography here. Um, I'm I'm just trying to pull it up. Matthew Jensen. Um, What's he done? He's he's done, oh, Fanforstic. Great. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, he's got a pretty bad history going on here. Um, I, think there's, <laughs> I think there's some really good shots in this. And I think there's some very, very terrible shots in this. Yeah, I agree. Actually. It's like, it's so mixed. And I, I don't even know how you can achieve that. Um, the consistency-wise, it, it's terrible. Because um, some of the scenes on Themyscira look beautiful. And you can tell that they've shot on location. Um, and then they just like at switch least half on location. I know. And then they just like switch back to this weird CGI island. Yeah. Oh, it's it's 
terrible at some point. Some of the wide shots of Themyscira look incredible. It looks like some like Lord of the Rings sort of yep. set with you know the white castles and, mm-hmm. and the waterfalls. It looks really nice. And then we sort of transition to maybe just a conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh no, that background is green screen, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it's I, pretty I agree. horrendous at times. Yeah. And and there's a lot of um like uh, I think you call it like um like CG doubles or something um, where they replace a a physical human with a CG double and obviously you know being CG it's it's very hard to replicate faces and whatnot and a realistic human motion so some of those shots where um, Zack Snyder's coming to do like his classic slow mo um, you know Wonder Woman sliding across the floor right. or Themyscira warrior doing a triple backflip in the air. Yeah, which is awesome. You can point out that it's a CG double, and I think I did it once to you, and I was like, yeah. oh my God, that looks horrendous. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it just kind of begs the question, why don't you just hide their face and have them backwards? It would look so much better. Um, because, oh my God, it, it looks terrible. Yeah, and it's sort of a problem that was destined to happen with this movie because we have Wonder Woman, and mm-hmm. she has to move faster than humans move. Yep. And she has to jump higher and faster and but but she's not flying. Yeah. Not she can't be Superman in the sense that like she's just really, really strong, mm-hmm. flies really, really strong. That's sort of Superman's thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, in, in this she it sort of transitions from Gal Gadot stunt double fighting mm-hmm. to then this CG character that has to move faster than any stunt double could possibly move and do mm-hmm. flips and jump higher and Mm-hmm. and all that so i appreciate the commitment to try and make the wonder woman character you know like she is in the comics with the powers that she has in the comics but yep. yeah it just suffers from that cg thing and maybe mm-hmm. this film was probably rushed out yeah like a lot of the mcu movies and the visual effects just were a bit lacking mm-hmm. yeah i think you might have a different opinion on this um but it it's like a continual issue that I think Zack Snyder has. I think it's his problem um, where he just can't get a character such as the Flash or Wonder Woman moving at a natural sort of pace. Okay. Um, it, it's it's kind of similar to um, some of the slow-mo scenes with the Flash in the Justice League right. or even Zack Snyder's Justice League where his legs just don't match like the speed that the environment's like moving at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it just like looks really awkward. And I'm, I'm not trying to pick up on the um the flashpoint scene where he goes like back in time and, yeah because yeah. i think that one's actually pretty good mm. but just some of like his running sequences just look horrendous in the suicide fair. um in Zack snyder's mm. justice league yeah yeah and it's good a comparison point because his superman looks really good mm-hmm. like there's however though when superman's doing hand-to-hand combat and it's going really really fast it looks a bit weird yeah i think it's like the motion blur in the background yeah yeah and then like the really crisp like um face of like gal gadot or mm, henry yeah. cavill so you can like tell them apart and you can tell it it's like a green screen and like yeah it's just very easy to discern yeah mm. yeah th- this film is very conflicting in terms of the visuals because we have maybe like five shots that look gorgeous you mm-hmm. know maybe we have like the yellow smoke or we have like the explosions at the end or yep. even the no man's land scene mm-hmm. like it's a piece of art it looks so good and goodness me the promotional material have you seen some of the posters for this movie bro there um, are some... oh i like the 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 traditional one that's on letterboxd 
yeah, I'm a fan of yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of those ones with the with the orange background and yeah. oh, it just they just nailed the artistic and uh, to the set sequel's credit as well. Mm-hmm. The sequel posters are cool, cool as well. They're mm-hmm. pretty awesome. Like the rainbow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're always playing with the colors and I mean visually in terms of the set design, I think it looks quite cool. Mm-hmm. The costumes are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like Gal Gadot's costume. It was fantastic in BBS. They just brightened it up a bit here, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, because obviously it's 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 more clean here. You know, it's less battle-hardened. Yeah, she's literally just started using it. Yeah, it's a fresh suit. So. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that was really cool. And I think the DC Universe does this a lot better than Marvel with the costumes. I think Superman's costume, Batman's costume, Wonder mm-hmm. Woman's costume, far superior than... Iron Man's suit, Captain America's costume. Shang-Chi's suit is literally just like a, a, a like a jacket. He's just wearing a jacket. Just a red jacket. It's or bad. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> or just like, I don't know, I guess that's better than just a mocap suit and we'll do it later. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, oh, well. All right, so let's go to then a bit of sound. What did you like in terms of sound of this movie or perhaps what did you not like in terms of sound in this movie? Um, I thought the sound design was pretty good. Um, I don't really have any issues with it. I think, um, obviously, the soundtrack is phenomenal. Um, but, yeah, in terms of, like, fighting sequences, yeah, it, it worked for me. Yeah, yeah, don't have any real issues with it. Mm. Yeah, I think the music's good. I don't listen to this like I listen to the Batman v Superman or the Snyder Cut mm-hmm. or even Man of Steel. Well, I say even Man of Steel. It's one of the best ones. <laughs> <laughs> You're forgetting about flight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hans Zimmer the god but yeah so the wonder woman theme obviously brilliant fantastic we love it mm-hmm. um there are a few good songs but most of the time it's like okay we've sort of where's hans Zimmer gone, guys uh we've lost <laughs> him for now <laughs> perhaps he was busy i don't know what he was doing in poor man's hans Zimmer. <laughs> 2017 i don't know what hans Zimmer was up to um, yeah maybe he was doing interstellar or something but 2017. Uh, Interstellar was 16, I think. Yeah, so... Yeah, I don't know. No, no, no. 2014 was Interstellar, I'm pretty sure. I could be just completely... Yeah, actually, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 2014. What was he doing in 2017? Yeah, we've got to find out because he needs to be in these DC movies. I mean... (laughs) He's what makes the DC movies. Exactly, you know, and um, the DC music has been fantastic. You know, think of Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Snyder Cut, yeah, incredible music in all of those films. Yeah, um, so so that's really really cool, and I always enjoy the music, um, in any film in general. So we'll touch a bit more on the music towards the end. But if you don't have any more general thoughts, I guess we can sort of dive into spoiler region. spoiler territory. So yeah, if you have not seen the film, um, if you're a DC fan and you want to do a rewatch of all the DC movies, the good ones anyway, because mm-hmm. you don't want to watch all of them. My no. goodness me. No. You want to there's skip, a few you want to skip. You want to skip at least seventy five percent of them. <laughs> Let's be real. There's a, there's actually a few good ones now. They've they've kind of found their footing. Um, suicide. The Suicide Squad. Oh, God forbid I make that mistake. <laughs> uh, the Suicide Squad. Zack Snyder's Justice League. BVS Ultimate Edition. Wonder Woman. I think that's all of them. So you got four. Let me. Can I add Man of Steel? 
No, don't <laughs> add Man of Steel. Don't even try to add that in there. Oh, okay, I tried. That's it. That's near the bottom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, certainly better than the likes of Birds of Prey and uh, Wonder Woman. No. Listen to the soundtrack instead. Of what? Of um, Man, Man of Steel. Steel. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. So <laughs> you're like okay. you're really furious right uh, now. <laughs> on that note, then let's talk about what made this a way superior film mm-hmm. than its uh, sequel. Famously, obviously, you, are, you, Jaden, are very famous for walking out of Wonder Woman 1984. It's kind of a thing. That was a, that was a big political stand that you took. You stood up in the theatre and you said, yep. I will not tolerate this. Yeah, I'm out of here. I'm leaving. <laughs> and you made it very dramatic and everyone in the theatre was... And everyone was clapping. Was obviously, you know, commending you. you Bowing. Start, you, you orchestrated a walkout, yep. mass walkout. Yep. And obviously, Wonder Woman 84 did not do well at the box office. No. So I think you have... You know, we, we, we can thank you for that. Yep. So You're welcome, everyone. Wh- what went wrong? What? <laughs> because something has gone terribly wrong. What did go wrong, man? Um, Did Zack Snyder even write? Oh, he, he produced. That doesn't mean anything. He also yeah. produced Birds of Prey. Well, there you go. That's what, <laughs> that's what went wrong. He didn't write on the sequel. Zack Snyder, this is essentially a Zack Snyder film. Yeah. Come on, we all know it. Yeah. We just don't want to say it because it's obviously by Patty Jenkins. Um, imagine not bringing Zack Snyder back for Wonder Woman 1984. And I think there was <clears throat> several issues surrounding him at this sort of period in time, 2020, or rather 2017 to 2020, because mm. obviously he had to leave um, for... Um, several family issues yeah. um, so he wasn't able to complete uh, Justice League and then so, they just kicked him out They didn't because they, they were trying to get rid of him for a long time since yeah. they were trying to really get rid of him since BVS mm-hmm. and then obviously the family dramas happened mm-hmm. um, terrible situation and of yep. course Warner Bros being the class act that they are mm-hmm. used that family tragedy to kick him out Yep, you're gone we don't want your Vision because people said BVS was bad and that hurts our feelings. So, mm-hmm. yeah, goodbye. Yeah, that's what went wrong with the sequel is that you don't have Zack Snyder writing on it. And simply put, that's the reason. There's no other reason. Right. Um, it, it you you can tell by the poster. I mean, Zack Snyder is not going to be writing on that. Come <laughs> on, it, it's like it, it's just like happy colors. Yeah, yeah. Wonder Woman's now gold. Yeah. Come on, man. I mean. It's, it's just disappointing that you, you do that to him because he's always the man behind the curtain just sort of puppeteering everything. He, you was, know, like, he was the Kevin Feige of the DC Yeah, universe. he's like the... um, He's like the dude in the behind like the green curtain in like, yeah. The Wizard of Oz. He's orchestrating He's it. orchestrating you know, everything. He's putting it together for yeah. us. And if you take him out of the equation, what are you going to get? You're going to get like a 2.4 on Letterboxd. Yeah, that's what you get. You get what you deserve. <laughs> Good sensor in there. As Joker said. Yes. Well, um, loosely translated. Yes. <laughs> Censored. Okay, but then, so then what went right in this film compared to... Zack Snyder the, was writing it. No, no, no. <laughs> so what, what did you, you like specifically about, like about specifically? this film? Because um, I know it has issues. We'll get to them. But mm-hmm. what, first, what did you really like? Um, I think the story was, um, it was pretty good. Um it's a good origin story. I like how it fits into the universe. I've already said that. Um, I think the the score's pretty good, but I can't really hate on the sequel for that because Hans Zimmer did both. Right. Um, well, Hans Zimmer 
did the second. Yeah, the second and one. was kind of a part of the first. Um, yeah, I, I just think it's it's a far superior film overall. It's it's got clear intentions, whereas the second one was just kind of like this blatant mess just thrown together. I mean, even like the starting sequence of that is like terrible. Like they're in this eighties sort of mall, and like Wonder Woman's like doing flips in the air and saving children. It's just such a joke. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, mm. I, I'm trying to like talk about the 2017, original, yeah. but like I can't without <laughs> hating on the sequel. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, so the film sort of begins with Themyscira, you know, we're introduced to the Themyscirian culture. It's it's not really hinted at at all in BBS. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the, the audience being told about Wonder Woman's, where she comes from, who she is, who she sort of, the race she's a part of. Mm-hmm. What, what do you th- like about or not like about the Themyscaran sort of backstory and the sort of world, Themyscira world. That was one of my favorite parts of it. I love how it's like female power. Yeah, yeah. Cool, man. Like, Without the pretentious. Yeah, exactly. Marvel. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I absolutely love Themyscira. I think um, all of the actors do a really good job. Um you know, minus the, the visual effects issues like yeah. we talked about before. Those CGI, I mean, they didn't bring the performance that we needed yeah, the CGI doubles. Yes. Terrible acting. Yeah, we can dunk on them because they don't exist. <laughs> they don't have feelings. Yeah. Um, I think I'm like a big sucker for like Greek and Norse mythology. Mm. So having that whole sort of introduction with um, sort of um, Ares and Zeus and like all of the brothers and you've got Hippolyta in there as well. Yeah. Um, cool, man. Like I love that. Um, it, it's very similar to Percy Jackson in a way. Except Percy Jackson's like a terrible film. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm like a sucker for like Greek mythology, and that's probably why the history lesson is like one of my favorite parts in Snyder Cut. Yeah, yeah. Um, even like the, the the shots look pretty cool, and like the, yeah, it was like an oil painting sort of yeah. come to life with a bit of animation, like a Da Vinci sort of yeah art like piece, moving painting. It's cool, right? Yeah, yeah it was cool. Mm. And obviously, you know, they got to give us this exposition because. You know, we've got to know where does Diana come from and she was sculpted from clay and we're like, what on earth? Mm-hmm. Like, that is not a thing that happens. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, let's explain the, the mythology of it and, mm-hmm. you know, Ares and Zeus, which we both see in the history lesson, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Snyder Cut history lesson, um, Ares is played by um, whoever is... David, I think his name's David Thewlis, but I'm yeah. not quite sure how to pronounce his surname yeah um the lupin guy from harry potter yeah um yeah so he's actually playing Ares there which is cool because you know continuity we like yeah. that and um and then obviously his father Ares with the um not Ares zeus with the whole lightning and stuff taking mm-hmm. on dark side mm-hmm. pretty cool yeah and um yeah i think wonder woman's backstory is one of the more interesting backstories of any superhero character in general mm-hmm just sort of this island that she comes from yep. and the culture there. And it's really interesting. You know, it's much more interesting than, say, Iron Man, mm. you know. Iron Man's history is like, it's pretty cool how like yeah. he starts off in a cave, but yeah, you, I mean, you can't I just, even I just said that. a superhero, that the first superhero that came to mind. Obviously, yeah. Iron Man's very popular. And they the origin story for that by John Favreau was really good. Mm-hmm. But it, it doesn't have sort of like the depth that Wonder Woman has, you know yeah. what I mean? yeah. And, and that's because it's backed by probably one of the coolest, um, you know, history, um, 
I would even call it like a timeline. I mean, Greek mythology, mm. you can't get wrong with it. Yeah. It's just cool stuff. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And lots of interesting themes to draw from and mm. the cultural practices and things like that. Mm-hmm. Ancient warriors, very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I, I really enjoy the Thamnus Scary. I honestly think the first 40 minutes of this movie is a lot stronger than the rest of the movie. I think the setup mm-hmm. is is very good. I, I think the best battle is that beach battle mm-hmm. that comes after Steve Trevor crashes onto Themyscira and we get the Germans v Themyscirans. I think that's really, really cool. Yep. Great choreography, even though there is some CGI. Dodgy stuff going on. That's right. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, then we get some really cool action choreography with Hippolyta shooting people with arrows and doing cool flips and yeah. everything like that. So... Yeah, I think the movie sort of peaks, if not there, at the mm. No Man's Land thing. I think it's 100%. Sort of all downhill from there. Yeah. Because I think the third act of this movie is quite sloppy. But Yeah, I think it's very sloppy. But yes, yeah, so um, let's... Um, you have any thoughts about the Themyscarian battle or...? Um, not, not in particular. I, I just wanted to touch on the dialogue. Um, as we mentioned, there's a lot of funny stuff in here. And I think that actually fits in a way um i think it kind of needed it in this movie um i think steve trevor is a bit of a odd choice to go with the humor um but yeah it it works with him in a way um i'm I'm not going to say that that was bad at all because Mm. he's probably one of the better parts of the movie yeah um but I've, i've got some issues with exposition in this movie there is like a bunch of exposition and um like that whole starting sequence is a lot, but I can understand why they need that. Yeah, um, it's done in a pretty good way. But at the end, where we see um, Ares and like he's talking to Wonder Woman, and oh, that was it's just like blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you my motives yeah, before yeah. you kill me and wrap the movie up. Mm. But first, I have to make it all make sense. Yes, listen to me, Wonder yes. Woman. And I've also got an issue with David. Thewis in this oh yeah me too I think he's like the most miscast oh yes that's ever. exactly right it's it's a sort of similar to what I have um, an issue with uh, Jesse Eisenberg as okay. Lex Luthor yeah except I think um, this one's a lot worse oh I agree yeah should we do we want to touch on that should now? we come to the, uh, let, let's go then okay so the main villain in this movie is not good and I think when we're looking at superhero films, mm-hmm. it's only fair that you judge the hero how good they are mm-hmm. and you judge the villain see how good they are. Mm-hmm. If they're both fantastic, you have the Dark Knight or you have Zack Snyder's Justice League or you have Infinity mm-hmm. War. Yeah. Gal Gadot's a fantastic Wonder Woman, man. Mm-hmm. In this situation, I think we have a Tasm 2 paradox. Yes, the yes, two. the TASM 2 paradox. Yes. <laughs> we coined it here first. It's the TASM 2 effect. Yeah. Um, we have a really, really cool hero. Mm-hmm. Great performance. Mm-hmm. Probably the best po- best portrayal of the, the hero that we could possibly get. Yep. And then on the villain side of the aisle, <laughs> we have... Oh, first man. off, First off, not one. We have three... Three villains. Three it's, villains. It's literally the Tasm 2 it's paradox. It's literally Tasm 2. <laughs> Wait, is there three villains? There is three villains in yeah, that. You'd think oh my God. they would learn, wouldn't they? Yeah. You'd think they would judge the competition, see, okay, they went for three villains. Mm-hmm. Bold. Yep. Didn't work. Let's not do that. 
No, let's try it again. <laughs> <laughs> we can do it. We can do it this time, okay? No, you cannot, Warner Brothers. I don't think any of them work. Um, yeah. I think they're all... Rank them for me, though. What's your favourite? Um, <clears throat> Professor Poison. Yeah. Um, number one. Yes, number one. It's equal between Ares and the other dude. Ludendorff. Ludendorff or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, that's the same with me, actually. They're both terrible. <laughs> They're all terrible. Dr. Poison showed promise. Yeah. And I think if she was the sole villain, it could have mm-hmm. been really cool. Mm-hmm. But my goodness. Ludendorff. Uh, the... <laughs> the <laughs> that sigh of pain. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy this movie a lot. I enjoy watching this movie. But yeah, my yeah. God, I cannot watch that character. It's just... It just takes the energy out of the movie mm-hmm. for me. It, it makes like a serious film, like comic booky. You know what I mean? Like yeah, just halfway through, they the introduce cringe. like these these blue pills. Yeah, and they then, like, snort some blue oh, gas. It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even know why they needed him in this film. Like I think they were kind of trying to go for the Ares is over here. Yeah, the mystery element. Yeah, but, like but how were... about we just axe him from the film? Because yeah. Maybe you've already got Ares like hiding in plain sight. Yeah, yeah. Like, to be fair, I, w- I would say that there's no way you're going to notice that that's Ares. But it was. A I feel pretty good. proud of myself for calling that out the first time I watched. Oh, it. I was yeah. like, that dude's Ares. Yeah, yeah. Um, Interesting. Good job. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't pick that. You up. didn't think that? Yeah. I really do. Though. I, it's like you don't cast David Thewlis as like just some British general. Yeah. Like, he's got a bigger part right. in the film. That's fair. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I picked up on that, but you know to the general audience viewer you're not going to pick up on it so you don't need this other dude that's trying to pose as Ares, who's like snorting blue pills <laughs> and like he, he's sort of Ares in disguise you don't yeah. need that just ask that from the film you've got and then you've essentially got like professor poison doing her own thing because Ares only comes in at the final act yeah so I don't even know why Ludendorff was in there. He's such a joke in this film. Like Honestly, he... <laughs> the, the first scene just says it all, okay? So the first time we see the character, we're like, okay, we're being introduced to this general. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's uh, on the German side of World War One, so obviously he's the bad guy in the situation. We can infer that from history itself. Mm-hmm. So let's see what he's about. Oh, my God, he just shot someone for no reason. I guess he's the bad guy. <laughs> I guess he is. The, he must be Ares, bro. Just in case, like the whole audience viewing the film didn't yeah. know that the German like, people mm, were the bad guys. <laughs> maybe we're gonna take it a bit deeper. You know, maybe yeah. he has motives. Yeah. Not just bad. Not just shot no. him for no reason. He's the bad guy. He's Ares. He, he just turned around and shot one of his officers. Yeah. Like I, like I, these are bad people for sure, and they were mm-hmm. bad people in real life. But I don't know if they just turn around and just shoot one of their officers just mm-hmm. for, like essentially for fun and yeah. to demonstrate to the other officers that they should stay in line and then they gas like a whole like office of them like that scene could have been cut altogether yeah that, that's how you can trim down the movie because this movie needs like 20 to 30 minutes just cut yeah they were going for like this buddy dynamic between um dr poison and ludendorff <laughs> as well i know just cut it why do we need that cut gone Bang. you could easily make like professor poison is that her name? Uh, no, that's the nickname, Dr. Poison. Dr. Poison. Her name's like Mao or something. Dr. Poison. You could easily just have Dr. Poison as like this menacing, evil woman who just you just hate, you know? It's Dr. Maru. Yeah. We'll call her Dr. Poison. Yeah, and she was supposed to come back for Justice League 2 mm-hmm. um, and do some stuff on Themyscira with the gas and everything like that. But mm-hmm. 
So she was a promising villain, but should have just used her as the main villain for this yeah. movie, I think. And maybe you can work some Ares themes in there, but my gosh, whoever's cast as Ares, my goodness me, you should not be in that role, my friend. I oh, know. You are, look too nice of a man to be the god of war, my friend. Like, you need... Like, and, and not to be rude to David Thule. No, yeah. I think I'm giving him a compliment. Like, he looks like a nice man. Like, yep. he looks like he could do no harm. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me he's the god of war. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't get much more evil than that. Yep. Like, I, th- I think he's too old for the role as well. Okay. Um, like, he plays this old general British yeah. dude. Yeah. And you just can't even picture him as Ares. Like, when he has the helmet on, you can see, like, his moustache in it. Yeah. Oh, it, it looks horrendous. Yeah, the third act is is not good. And, like, he, he's not a buff guy either. Like, yeah. he, he's just, like... He doesn't you know. have the imposing nature of him, you know? Yeah, and then and then you've got, like, a sort of, like, a scene where, like, it flashes back in time and he's, like, sitting in a cave and, like, you can tell that, like, he's been CGI'd because, yeah. like, he's really buff. Mm. And then at the end, like, when you see his armour, he looks really buff. Yeah. But that's not what he looked like as the general Yeah, dude. yeah. Yeah. It's just a big miss on all parts. Yeah, the yeah. Wrong, wrong actor for that one. I would have gone for, personally, like, bigger physique... Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like Dave Batista maybe like could have done a Dave Batista would have been pretty good. like insane god of war in terms of like I am he's not convincing as the god mm. of war like the the original dude, but it, it's kind of like casting um like Gary Oldman as yeah Ares. It's yeah. it's just a weird yeah. yeah. You need somebody more menacing to bring a presence and. Yeah. Look, the guy's a great actor. He he was cool in Harry Potter, you know. Mm-hmm. But you don't look at that Harry Potter performance and go, you know what? I think that guy could be a good god of war. Yeah. No. Nah. Yeah. It doesn't work for me. It's weird. But anyway, let's get back to the good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor. How's that chemistry going? Um. Yeah, I really like their chemistry. I think it's some of the most natural comic book stuff we've gotten. Um, miles above like MJ and Spider Man, yeah. all ah oh, I would say all three. Yeah. Um, but you know Gwen Stacy and I think Peter Parker probably have the best. Um, I think their chemistry is really good. I think uh Steve Trevor's sacrifice at the end is probably one of the better parts of the movie. Um, even though it like takes place in this massive mess of CGI, yeah. just rubbish. <laughs> it, it's it's one of the better parts of the movie in my opinion is when you know he you sort of it, it's kind of cool how they did it actually because they the first time you see it um obviously from the perspective of wonder woman and she's just been sort of deafened yeah um so, so you, you can't, can't hear, hear anything that he's saying and then you know he goes up blows up and then we yeah. come back down and do it all again and you can hear it this time um cool i think that was really awesome yeah. um and then you know him going up and you know shooting the bombs and stuff i, I think it's like a good send-off for the character mm. yeah yeah he, he was consistently good throughout the film and mm-hmm. and that's quite an achievement considering in many action scenes we go from really well choreographed action with wonder woman with an awesome wonder woman theme she's mm-hmm. beating up people she's looking beautiful while she's doing it um dangerous like you wouldn't want to mess with her yeah and then you cut to ordinary man yeah and he's just as cool you know, I know. he's a hero you know he's going around he's just literally shooting dudes which like is he's like cocking the gun on the ground that was and cool boom, yeah yeah it's cool stuff man yeah and 
yeah, I, I just love the fact that he is just murdering people, and so is Wonder Woman. Yeah, and and that's okay. You know, this is not. Well, Batman. is it okay? <laughs> well, no. Wonder Woman kills people. She's a warrior. Yeah, like, but at the same time, it's kind of like she wants to free everyone from Ares, so she yeah. believes everyone's good. Yeah, it's just Ares it has this presence over everyone. It does conflict, and yeah. at the end, she's like the only thing that can save the world is love. After we've just seen her like murder like hundreds of people, it just it just came to me actually. Like I actually hate the ending, like where the German people like wake up and they're like. Oh yeah, sorry guys. <laughs> it's like <laughs> sorry. That's about not that. how it works. Sorry like if, about if that. If you're bro. making this in a, like in a like a historical piece, like yeah. a time period piece, that's not how that works. Like yeah, Ares had this whole presence and stuff, but mm. oh, you can't just like have like the Germans start hugging like yeah. the British at the end. That's so bad. Yeah. Like it's yeah. a bit of a like hint towards like the mind control and mind mm. control is the worst comic book MacGuffin to use or like just like a way to make people go bad or go good all of a sudden guess know, guess Widow. yeah i was just gonna say guess another film that's used mind control yeah. <laughs> or like uh, those control lots of bad <laughs> films have have used just oh they were under the influence of mind control. Yeah, yeah, Everyone's yeah. happy now. I know, I know. Just snorting the red gas. It's yeah. okay, guys. <laughs> but yeah, I think it would have been interesting. And we did see a bit of it of Wonder Woman thinks she's killed Ares. And then mm-hmm. the German people still, uh, the soldiers are still fighting yeah. you know, on both sides. Because it's just a bit more complicated than that. And I don't, as much as I like to think that Ares is killed and then everyone just goes back to being happy again. It's not that realistic. But then again, this is Wonder Woman. Like, I don't know. I'm kind of conflicted on this one. Oh, I'm I'm 100% against this. It, the ending. It's a mess, man. Like, it's... It, it just... It doesn't make sense to me how you're going to have all this historical context going on. You're going to set it in the period of World War One, yeah. And then you're going to have German people just hugging, you know, the, the opposite side at the mm. end. It's just... It's like, does it mean that there's no more wars? Does that mean World War Two didn't start, or did Ares return? Like, there's there's yeah. so many, you know, plot holes going on because of that, and yeah. they just didn't take that into account. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but then if she kills Ares at the end, and then everyone just continues fighting, we don't necessarily have a fulfilling conclusion to the movie. If yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So either way, you're stuffed. But. Okay, so this is what happened with Wonder Woman, okay? I think the third act was rewritten mm-hmm. um, and by Jeff Johns. Uh, do you know who that is? No. Okay. Let me let me read you. The, <laughs> so he's he's a comic book writer, okay? Yep. Um, DC, Warner Bros. employee. Mm-hmm. Um, so let, let's go and see the movies he's produced, okay? Oh, God, here we go. The, D, the DC movies he's produced, okay? So we have Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds. Oh, um, what a great start. <laughs> it only gets better from here. And think of the movies that are missing from this, okay? Mm-hmm. We, so we have Justice League 2017, Wonder Woman 1984, Aquaman, Shazam, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, Suicide Squad 2016, Birds of Prey, and Wonder Woman. So like all the good films are missing? Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, all the good DC look, films this, and he's also been accused um, by Ray Fisher of enabling Joss Whedon's behaviour on set of Justice League 2017 mm-hmm. yep. so this guy came in to rewrite the, the finale and mm-hmm. I think that's where we got the Ares 
exposition from you know everything like that from what people have heard Snyder's ending was a bit more grounded mm-hmm. a bit more like the warrior aspect um so look I don't know maybe it was a better movie before he came along and ruined it but um, I'm not that big of a fan of Snyder's endings either so yeah, yeah fair enough the only one that I really liked was the Snyder cut yeah all the other ones I really hated yeah, um fair enough. BVS actually BVS isn't bad yeah. um Man of Steel is horrendous. That just keeps going on and on and on and on and on. And then, um, what's his other movie? Um, well, it's Justice League, BBS. Justice League, BBS, Man of Steel. Yeah. Oh, do you want like, Army of the Dead or something? Yeah. All of them I don't really like. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, let's go back to midway through the movie. Um, the No Man's Land scene. Mm-hmm. It's one of the better scenes just in the DC universe in general. And it's probably the highlight of the DCEU so far, mm-hmm. bar Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yep. Um, just that that moment is just so powerful and cool. Yep. And they just nail the music and they nail the slow-mo and the dramatic element of it. Mm-hmm. And so what do you like about the, the No Man's Land scene? Um, everything. I think it's, it, it you know, it perfectly encapsulates Wonder Woman as a character. Um, I think the moment where she sort of, you know, she's arguing with all the people in the trench and she's like okay well i'm gonna get up and do it myself then yeah um really powerful stuff um and how it's all in slow-mo um you know she's shielding herself from all the bullets and then everyone else gets up and runs and stuff yeah it's just a really cool scene probably um the highlight of the film if not steve travers uh sacrifice sacrifice yeah for sure definitely up there and the action scene that follows of her sort of in one of the buildings fighting like six or seven dudes. It's, it's very similar to the Batman warehouse scene, but obviously mm-hmm. this is Wonder Woman. So yep. people are going to go flying and windows are going to get smashed. Everyone's going to be flying everywhere. Um, and it, It's re- very similar to the hostage scene in Snyder Cut as well at the start. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And it's very Snyder action, you know. It's yeah. a lot of slow-mo a um, lot of Wonder Woman just like out and out b- obliterating dudes mm-hmm. um, and that's okay b- with me mm-hmm. um, because that's what she's just she's a warrior so yeah. she does that and Patty Jenkins saying this whole like Wonder Woman doesn't use a sword it's like mate you directed this movie and I mean um, it's, it's, <sighs> what do you have to like do to it's like do you forget that you directed this film like what is going on is I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. For those of you confused, Patty Jenkins is the director of this movie and the director of the sequel, which is far inferior. Mm-hmm. But obviously, she wrote the sequel. Yep. She didn't write this one. But anyway, she's since come out and said, I don't like Wonder Woman using weapons because I don't think that's just in her character. Mm-hmm. But her character, is it, is it a warrior? I mean, is, is that just like clear proof that she had no development... Um, she wasn't involved in the first film. Like, has she not watched the film? Like, she directed this. Her name yeah. is on this. Yeah. Yeah. Wonder Woman is using a sword for, like, 99% of this movie. Yeah, and she's stabbed a lot of dudes with the sword. Yeah. Including the main bad guy. Just, boom, straight through the chest. Stab, dead, murder. Oh, it That's just it. hurts to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's How can you be that incompetent? I'm sorry, but <laughs> you can't go back on that and say she doesn't use a sword. Yeah. You made her use a sword. Yeah. Makes no sense. And, yeah, even when she's not using the sword, the lasso, it looks fantastic. That does look pretty cool. The golden lasso, um, 
There isn't a blue filter on this movie, actually. But, no, yeah, but there isn't. A lot of the scenes are very blue. Yeah. And when she whips out the lasso, it's just like so cool. Yeah. Really cool contrast. This bright light in this sort of dim, uh, dark war like setting. Mm. It's just really, really cool. And she uses it quite well, I think. Like mm-hmm. she makes good use of all of her weapons, like the shield, yeah. the sword, the lassoes, and then her little, you know, cross um explosion thing yeah yes yeah so yeah i mean the combat's really good and they get the core components of wonder woman right Mm -hmm. and by they i mean Zack snyder yeah because obviously patty jenkins has nothing to do with this movie yeah i i so badly want to say that patty jenkins made a good film man and it's just clear that it's not her film she didn't really have any part in this um, Warner Bros just kind of wanted her name to be slapped on this, you know. Um, we've cut Snyder now, so here's um, here's Patty Jenkins to do Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just it's so disrespectful in so many accounts. I mean, this is his movie. It's it's clear. It's the same style as all of his other movies. Hmm. Um, yeah. It, and then she just puts her name on this. It, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts about about the film that you want to share? I mean, I, I just keep coming back to we have solid chemistry between the main characters mm-hmm. and Wonder Woman and the sidekicks work really well together. Mm-hmm. There's good humour. There's good action. There's a good story for about half of the movie. Yeah. I did feel, though, that it got a bit boring in the middle when we were trying to set up that third act. Yeah. No, you're definitely right there. It, it drags a bit. Mm. Um, and that's a problem with the time. Two hours and 20 minutes is very long for an origin film. Right. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, I'm struggling for other thoughts on this movie, to be honest. Yeah. And we, we've we kind of been harsh on it. But mm-hmm. I think this is still by far the best female-led superhero movie we have gotten by a considerable margin. A very, very considerable margin. Because unfortunately, we've only had four at this stage, yeah. which is embarrassing. It's embarrassing for Marvel primarily because DC have sort of only just gotten into the superhero. Yeah, game. DC has, you know, only a handful of films, whereas Marvel has 24, 25. Oh goodness And they've me. got one female-led superhero. Yeah, and you could... You could argue that Ant-Man and the Wasp was co-led, but it wasn't really. It was sort of Paul Rudd was still the leading man. Yeah. So we've had Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman 1984, Mm -hmm. Black Widow, and Captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ, man. (laughs) This is embarrassing. (laughs) What is going wrong? You know, I don't understand why some of the male-led films have seemingly been given more... I don't know. Production Write, value. Yeah, and, and writing prowess. They've gotten better writers. Mm-hmm. And here's Zack Snyder coming in to do Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And then he's kicked out, for God's sakes. I know. Sakes. I know. It, it's just wrong on so many accounts. And even the fact that, you know, Wonder Woman isn't that good of a film, um, it, it just shows that there's a lack of um, female superhero awareness going out there. Um, because it's not like there's a lack of superhero females. Yeah. Um, there's probably just as many females as there is males out there. Um, and there was a period back in 2008 where no one wanted to see female-led superhero films. Um, 
yeah, it's just so, so disgraceful and on both accounts of, you know, Marvel and DC. It's weird that the first one is still the best one. Mm. You know, Wonder Woman sort of came in and wasn't really concerned of the fact that it was a female-led movie. It just yeah. sort of got on with the story of Wonder Woman. Yeah. And Wonder Woman's like, I think she's top five most popular comic book characters just across all media. Mm-hmm. And so it makes sense that she would be the first to sort of pioneer the way because I don't yep. think Black Widow's probably even cracking the top ten. To be no, honest. no. <laughs> no, <laughs> no offense to ScarJo, obviously. Yeah. But um, and Captain Marvel. I mean, she'd be lucky to crack the top twenty. You know, top fifty. Top probably. fifty. Yeah. Um, top two hundred. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I don't know what 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 needs to happen, but Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four is not good enough, and mm-hmm. I don't think. We can give this a pass because it was the first female-led movie. We're not going to do that. We're going to rate it like we rate every other film mm-hmm. because that's a quality, guys. Yep. Um, I think Captain Marvel, for instance, terrible film. Yeah. But we're not allowed to say that. No. Because, yeah, yeah. imagine if we said that. Yeah. Black Widow, terrible film. Not allowed to say that. Not allowed to say that. Otherwise, I mean, ScarJo will see you, mate. It just sucks that we've reached like this this point um, where if you if you comment about a female directed film, if you comment about a female led film um, in the superhero genre, you were going to get flamed for it if you hate it. Um, so I think that there's a serious issue going on here. If you hate Iron Man, no one's going to pick up on that. Yeah, they'll be like, okay, I I liked it. You hated it. Cool. Let's move on. If you hated Captain Marvel. Oh, Whoa! Boy. You are done for. Watch out! Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's funny how that works. Yeah, um, but yeah, this is this is a, a good movie for most of its runtime, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It gets lost along the way, which, to be honest, a lot of comic book movies do. Yeah, they sort of start strong, strong start, and they sort of wither as they go. But mm-hmm. shall we move to some music segment? Perhaps? Yep. Yep. Um, before we wrap it up so there are two songs going into the rewatch playlist this uh, movie watch um, this podcast and that is Wonder Woman's Wrath no it's not sorry Amazons of Themyscira mm-hmm. that's the one that's the one at the start right yep and you like that one love that one and the second one is No Man's Land yep when she's going through No Man's Land. Yeah. Fair enough, right? Mm. Um, but yeah, I think the first one's really cool because it's sort of that, that Wonder Woman theme that we that we know and love from Hans Zimmer. Mm-hmm. And the sort of a subtle version of that that sort of builds up while we get those like opening credits or opening like logos. Mm-hmm. No Man's Land, obviously the music goes full scale because um, Wonder Woman's doing something that's really, really cool. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was good. I mean, Rupert Gregson-Williams did the music for this. Mm-hmm. He's done the music for classic films such as Over the Hedge. <laughs> Look, Over the Hedge actually has, like, a really good soundtrack. Well, that's why I say this. Yeah. You know? I mean, hate the dude all you want. No, I don't hate the dude. Yeah. No. I think I think, <laughs> I think he's actually done some pretty good stuff. Oh, he does. I've misquoted. Yeah. I've, like, <laughs> I've, like <laughs> taken the worst part of his resume here. But, um... <laughs> Do you know the other films? He's done some other films. I mentioned them before, didn't I? Like, I brought it up, like, briefly, um, and then we, we just kind of glimpsed over it here. Look, I think I've got it here real quick. Um, 
<laughs> over the hedge. <laughs> Hacksaw Ridge, that's a good one. Did he do that? Yeah, Hacksaw Ridge has good music towards the end, especially. Um, not particularly strong throughout, but there's some good music when you need the good music there. Mm-hmm. I mean, the B movie, that's a classic. Grown Ups 2, that's a okay. classic. So, yeah, he's done Aquaman, which I don't remember. B movie, yeah. B movie had some cool songs in it. Like, hate the movie all you want, but like, it's some really cool songs. Aquaman, he's he's um gonna do Aquaman too. Um, Fatherhood was the other one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't really remember the music from that to be honest. <laughs> what a weird filmography this dude has. Like, <laughs> he's got like Paul Blart, Mall Cop in here. Yeah. And then yeah. he's got like growing up, and then he's got like Wonder Woman. Weird stuff. It looks like the dude's like a fan of Adam Sandler. Like, look how many Adam Sandler films are in here. Yeah, there must have been some sort of deal going on there, but yeah, got blended in bedtime stories and stuff. There's so many Adam Sandler. <laughs> what? Okay, that's weird. Look, it's not one of the better DC scores, but it's still yeah. pretty good, and I think it would still rank, you know, above most of the Marvel movies in terms of the score. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to final thoughts. Uh, who would like to go, you go first? first? Oh, goodness me. Okay. <laughs> right, well, originally I was going to start off with a B. Am I going to keep it at a B? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think we've been mostly negative, which is, I think, harsh. I think we've been pretty harsh on this film mm-hmm. um, because it is one of the better DCU films. Um, I think we're just naturally sort of drawn to finding all the negatives in this film yeah and yeah. everyone likes to point out how bad the villains are in comic book movies yeah but at the end of the day it's a vital component of these stories you need a good antagonist and this film just doesn't have one yeah so automatically i don't think you can get up into the a category mm-hmm. now in terms of what's left we have an incredible performance um, from gal Gadot and chris pine great characters great costume design Cinematography, a bit hit or miss. Music, a bit hit or miss. So, I don't know, man. Wonder Woman's a sick character, and I feel like this movie did her justice, but I don't think it did the surrounding elements justice. Um, so, look, I think I'm going to be optimistic. I'm a big fan of this movie at the end of the day, so I'm going to lock in the B rating. The B rating. B rating. Okay. Just to go with the B movie from the composer. <laughs> I was just going to bring that up. <laughs> a lot of B. It's like on. poetry. Yeah. Um, should I go now? Yeah, go. Now. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've been pretty negative about this film. Um, we sort of started off like saying all the stuff we loved about it. Yeah. Um, and then like a big portion of the podcast was everything that's wrong about it. Um. I'll just sort of go over the stuff that I liked again, um, in case you all forgot from our one-hour rambling session. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Wonder Woman's Wonder Woman was fantastic. So Gal Gadot, really good job. Um, even though the accent was a bit dodge. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, Steve Trevor, Chris Pine was fantastic. Um, uh, I think some of the the visuals were pretty cool, but that's kind of like fifty-fifty. Yeah, they, yeah. They missed on a lot of them. Um, part. Of the story was good. Um, oh, this film's just so like yeah, split, man. It, like, it's like half is like a masterpiece, I know, and half is like what on earth went wrong? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a mixed bag, and it's hard. It's the hardest sort of film to review, really, because yeah. you can't keep a consistent show. Like you can't keep a consistent podcast here because. Mm. You can't go, oh, I like this, I like that, I like this. Oh, maybe that wasn't as good, but I still like this. Yeah. 
you can't do that because some of it's so good and some of it's just not. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked all the Greek mythology elements going on here. Um, I think, uh, look, the characters had potential. It's just that some of them just, like we said, were miscast or they um, didn't really fit into the film at all. Um, you know, if you had Ares recast, if you had, obviously, Wonder Woman, Chris Pine, um, Edda Candy, um, yeah, I think they're probably my four favourites if Ares just wasn't David Thewlis. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think there's there's definitely good portions of this movie, mm. but there's a lot of stuff that just went horribly wrong in production, mm. and that just seems to be like a consistent thing going on with the DC um, universe. Yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to think whether the Ultimate Edition of BVS was better than this. I think it's better than this. <sighs> yeah. Um, I think I gave Ultimate Edition a B-, so I'm probably going to give Wonder Woman a C+. Ooh. Yeah. Look, I think... I think Gal Gadot is fantastic. Hang on, hang on. Question. Yeah. Question from the bench. Question from the bench. What did you give Black Widow? Um, I gave it a C minus, but um, obviously, you know, <laughs> look, look. Let me, let me. Uh, Upon further reflection, let me, <laughs> let me build on this. Um, we've, we've said this a few times on the podcast. There's this kind of like this bias. Yeah. After you recency film. bias. Recency yeah. bias. Yeah. Um, I think you brought it up like if you walked out of Godzilla vs. Kong it's like okay that's an A like that was fantastic <laughs> um, so I walked out of Black Widow and I was like yeah I, I really liked Florence Pugh in this um, but upon further inspection I mean you've got a villain who um, has this sort of mind control nose superpower Black Widow is like doing flips off like this floating um, what even is that? No, it's just such a big mess. Um, if I was to like redo Black Widow as yeah. like a rating, I'd probably give it like a D, D minus. Yeah, yeah. Very close to an F. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's a considerable margin between Black Widow and this. Yeah. Um, and even, you know, Captain Marvel, I would consider like a D minus F. Yeah. I think that's horrific as well. Okay. Um, well, I just wanted to <laughs> And check. even the sequel is a D minus F. <laughs> Yeah, I just just wanted to check in comparison there because I didn't want this film to be anywhere near. Anywhere it's near nowhere those, near those ones because it yeah. is considerably better, and it's it's a fine film in well, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, C plus from me. Yeah, I'm I'm very easy with my ratings. Like, I don't like to give a movie a C, um, but I like this movie a lot. I'm a huge DC fan, so mm-hmm. ultimately that's going to come into my rating. It, I enjoy. It watching sucks, this movie. man. Like, I I really liked this film the first time I saw it. Um, it's one of the better DCEU films but like I'm just looking at like my list of like movies again like them ranked and this film came in at number 3 for me and BVS Ultimate Edition is behind it and then it's Shazam what, what's um, in front of it? Uh, uh, Snyder Cut and The Suicide Squad right so I think I might have to chuck it down a rung and put um, BVS Ultimate Edition above it but I mean it, it's better than Shazam, Shazam's just like, what is that film? Like, it's not another movie. mind control villain. Well, I can't even remember. <laughs> it's Mark Strong. <laughs> can't even remember, man. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, so, yeah, for me, on my DCU ranking, I think, yeah, it would it would come behind those three, actually. Mm. Snyder Cut, um, The Suicide Squad, and, and BBS. Not necessarily in that order, obviously, but... But, yes, yeah, so, I mean, look, it's a bit of a mixed bag, um, but at the end of the day, the the negatives are so powerful that 
unfortunately Gal Gadot can't really. She can't carry. She all can't make this. us forget about them. Yeah. You know, and um, no matter the performance, I think there are core elements of this film that were unfortunately not as good as they certainly could have been. Oh yeah, Wonder Woman three, mate. I'm looking forward to it. End of story. <laughs> I can't tell whether you're joking or not. <laughs> Look, man. It's, if it's, Patty Jenkins is directing... She's it again, directing... Oh, and, fantastic. And she's writing. And she's writing. Okay, well, uh, look, I, I walked out of 1984, so that gives you a hint as to whether I'll be watching the, the, the third film. What needs to happen? What, what do you want to see this Wonder Woman character do? I want... Do you uh, want it modern day? Where do you want it to take place first? I want Steve Trevor kept dead... Yeah. I won. Sorry, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to Steve Trevor, we love the guy, but you're dead, son. You're not coming back. Yeah, somehow he returned. Um, so <laughs> Steve Trevor needs to be dead. Um, it needs to be set modern day. Um, we need to have elements of the Snyderverse coming into it. Obviously, we need to have Snyder writing on it. Um, and Patty Jenkins just needs to understand Wonder Woman as a character. Clearly, she doesn't understand it. Understand her. Um, so I think she just needs a bit of context. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because not many people pick up on it, but the end of the Snyder Cut sets up Wonder Woman 2, it would have been. Um, really? Yeah. So there's a scene towards the end of the Snyder Cut where Diana goes back to the arrow that was shot into, you know, that little... At the start of the movie, the Amazons shoot an arrow, oh, like yep. a warning fire. So she travels there towards the start of the movie and then she travels back at the end. She sort of has the arrow. She's looking out to Themyscira, mm-hmm. hinting that she's going to travel back there for to, to see the family or, you know, to, to return to Themyscira. Yep. And the idea was that she would have some sort of adventure on the way to get to Themyscira, like there would be certain obstacles or something. Or maybe she'd get to Themyscira and then the movie would take place there. So are, are you telling me that the obstacle was the 80s. <laughs> to get back to Themyscira, she went through the 80s. <laughs> I don't that's, even understand how they got into the that's, 80s. <laughs> that's not, no, no, no. The one on 94 is obviously not canon. It's not canon. It's not of us. No. But my goodness, Wonder Woman 3, God help it. Um, <laughs> look, peace and love to all of the Warner Bros. producers and writers out there. Um, this has been a particularly positive co- um, podcast. <laughs> I'm losing the plot here. Yeah. Um, and look, I think that's a brilliant way to end this this show. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Rewatch Podcast. If you like to follow us on Instagram, you can do so at the Rewatch Pod. If you like to subscribe to the YouTube channel, just search the Rewatch on YouTube. Jaden, God help us. What are we doing for the next episode? Um, I think we're doing Mamma Mia. <laughs> Will this joke ever end? <laughs> what are we actually doing next? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Mamma mia. Mamma mia. <laughs> we'll see you then, viewers. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so sorry about Warner Bros and Patty Jenkins. Yeah. We will catch you next time. Goodbye. See ya.